Not Your Average Mother Runner podcast. My name is Lisa, and this is not just a podcast about running. This is a podcast to empower women through fitness and health and everything in between. Because let's be honest, ladies, this journey could suck if we don't get our shit together. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, today, I have a guest, which we just found out we were born in the same city, which is freaking crazy. Um, today's guest is Jennifer Madoffrey, and she is a wife, a mother, a full-time entrepreneur, and she runs two businesses, and she is in Clifton Park, New York. So welcome, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Okay, I'm excited to have you because after I found out you were born in Brooklyn, so am I. I'm just like, BK in the house. <laughs> so Heck yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> Nothing like hometown. Right? Um, so Jennifer, let's talk a little bit about your, your background story. So I'm actually interested in how you migrated up to Clifton Park, New York from Brooklyn. <laughs> Um, let's see. So mom, my mom was a single mom. So growing up, uh, like I said, born and raised in New York City and Brooklyn. And um, as a child for a single mom, you know, that was kind of difficult as a child in my childhood. Um, But her family is originally from up in Albany, Troy area. So um, all of her family was over up here we'd come up here during summertime you know things like that it was kind of like the adirondacks to me as a child like someplace not the city um and so i guess we finally migrated up here when i would say i was just uh in high school going into high school and i think it was like the summer after 9 11 um and so i think that specific time for everybody was kind of like scary um especially you know families and everything in the city um, and in the suburbs and the different. um, So that was really something my mom just wanted to be closer to family. Um, I think it was traumatic to a lot of people. Um, But so, yeah, that's really how I migrated up here. But like you said, I I miss it a lot. I miss the food. I miss the people. I miss the hustle and bustle and all. You migrated up here. And yes, like you said, uh, yeah, I I totally hear you. It is a uh, upstate New York is is obviously very different than the city, but how did you get into like I've mentioned in your intro where you're you run two businesses and you're a full time entrepreneur? Like how did that all happen? Did you, you know, was that something that you always wanted to do to be a, a business owner, or did it just fall in your lap? How did that how did that all happen? Oh goodness, long story, right? So. <laughs> Um, as a child, I feel like we're, I mean, all, how it all happens. I don't, I feel like we don't really know how it all happens, right? It just kind of step by step, you just go through life and things just kind of work out and they play out in miraculous ways. But as a child, gosh, no, did I ever want to be a business owner? No, that wasn't ever a thought in my mind. Um, I don't have a lot of entrepreneurs or business owners in my family. So I really didn't know what that was. But as a child, it was like, oh, I want to be a police officer. Oh, I want to be a teacher. You know, some of those attributes and those amazing um, job lines. I mean, I have police officers in my family. My husband is an officer. So that was always something that I had in the back of my mind as a child. Um, growing up, like I said, single mom, um, we didn't always have the greatest conditions. So when I became like of age, I guess, I always made it a like a target in my life to be able to provide better than I had. Right. And I think, you know, you, you some people when they grow up with not everything in the world and very little, you either make that your fuel or you let it hurt you. Right. And so I had always like from very little, I just made it like, I'm going to be more, you know, I'm going to do more. I'm going to be successful in whatever I do. Um, And so I've always had that ambition. I've always had that drive. Um, I definitely like when I set my mind to something, I do it, Um, which I think, you know, 
it's not always easy and it's not always going to be easy, but it's the consistency and the, you're not always going to have the motivation to do it, but it's just making sure that you keep your goal and your, and your why in your vision, like in your tunnel. Um, so where, how did I get there? You know, through trial, I guess. Right. So I had, um, I think when I was 21, I had my first child. So I had a child at a very young age. Um, and at that time in my life, I had been coming out of a relationship that was not good. Um, I, I think we all have those relationships, right? We all have those uh, toxic, I guess we could say, relationships. And that, you know, through those, I, I feel like have always, they're always going to teach you like little things about yourself and, you know, what you want and what you don't want, things like that. So I had my daughter at a young age. I was a single mom myself, which what's funny is I always told myself again, as a child, I would never have a child out of wed, right? Because I knew what that came from. I knew, I knew that that was what I didn't want because of, I saw the struggle my mom had as a child. You know, there was a one Thanksgiving that we literally had no food, right? Um, and it was just one of, just one of those um, experiences that I never wanted anyone else to have. And, you know, I think, you know, that's important. So again, I was a single mom and I put it into my mind that, you know what, I'm going to provide for my daughter and I'm going to do better and I'm going to do as much as I can for her. So at 21, I was working three jobs as a single mom, you know, doing hustling and doing what I could for her, knowing that, you know, I was going to provide for her. We weren't going to live in, you know, a low income, like I tried to not that low income or anything like that is negative or bad. But as a mother, I feel like everybody wants to do the best for your kid. Um, and so we, you know, I did that. I, but thankfully, I'm going to say, thankfully, I had a lot of help from family members in the area who could help out with my daughter. Um, I work, like I said, work three jobs and I literally worked, would, would work 24 hours straight sometimes. Like I would, I was a waitress. I was a bartender and then I also was a hairstylist for um, full time. So I would do hair during the day. Then I would get out at like five o'clock, go be a waitress until about 10 o'clock. And then I would go be a bartender from 11 to four, go home, sleep for two, three hours and then get up and do hair again. So like I had like around the clock and it was all because, you know, like I said, I wasn't going to let my daughter experience what I did as a child. And not that it was a bad thing. Like I have a lot of respect for my mother and for her going through what we did, you know, as an adult now, it had to be hard. You know, I couldn't even imagine what she would have gone through. So through all of that, it kind of like gave me stepping stones to where I am now because I learned, you know, work ethic. I learned drive, you know, I learned the determination of when you want something, you're going to get, you're going to get it. And I feel like as a mother and a woman, your kids, your family, they do push you. They do, you know, give you that, that sense of being sometimes. Um, but as an individual and an independent woman myself, that was something that I did not want to depend on anyone. I did not want to have to ask help. I was definitely a person who needed to um, not prove myself, but say like, I can do this. Like there is, you know, I don't, and it's not a bad thing to ask for help, but I tend to be that, that individual that like, like I said, I'm goal driven and I'm like, okay, what else can I do to provide or to do this or to get this done? What is it? So, I mean, like I said, I worked three jobs. I eventually met my now husband in 2015. Um, and at that time I had retired from hairstyling. So I was no longer hairstylist after 10 plus years. I went into the corporate world. <clears throat> so nine to five job weekends off. And I did that because merely I wanted to, my daughter, I think was about five years old at that point, but she was um, getting into that age of being right. She where's mom, where's this, where's that. So, and I wanted to be present more. So after working tirelessly for so many years, three jobs, I did, I went down to the nine to five, having weekends off, having holidays off. So I could be there, be a more present mom. Cause I think that's probably one thing a lot of women do too. And a lot of moms, they want to, they want to be able to make that income, but at the same time, they know that they're missing out on a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so that was something. So yeah, so I went to the corporate world, worked the corporate world for about almost seven years. I was in the financial, I was a bank manager, I worked my way up right from being a, a teller up until up until a branch manager. And that was in six years time. So again, when I set myself a goal, and I know I want more, I love to be challenged, I love to have that, you know, that, 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 that challenge of like, who, where am I going to go? You know, what is the next thing for me? Right. Um, and I am that type of person that I don't like to just sit stagnant, um, or sit still. I mean, obviously I'm moving my hands as I'm talking. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so after six, seven years in the corporate world, I joined my first business and I, that's three years from today. Um, and it was in network marketing. So, and that's, I think a industry that is, has a lot of stigmas to it. It's given a name, you know, and, but it's been around for so long. A lot of people can be successful with it. Others, you know, they kind of don't do much with it and that's totally okay too, you know? Um, but when I joined the network marketing, I had just married my husband. We had just bought in our first house. Um, you know, my daughter was going into, I think first or second grade. Um, so it come to that point where when I joined that business, it was my why was because of all the new things happening. And I was still in the corporate world and I pretty much, I, you know, we had drained our savings. We had drained all like kind of all the big things coming, but it was all good. So again, me being that, that challenge oriented, like goal oriented, I need something new. Like, let's go, like, let's make this happen kind of thing. We were talking about me possibly going back to waitressing um, because I just wanted that extra income. And I think, you know, as, like I said, as an independent woman, I don't ever, again, going back to my childhood, I don't ever want us to have that, that, that financial struggle. And so that's what that thought around that, you know, why was. And so I said, yes, we went into it. I did not have any expectation into that business. Cause again, you know, it has a lot of stigma to it. You never know what's you're going to get out of it. Um, but it has been an amazing blessing. I have been in that business, like I said, almost three years now, three years in November. Um, and it has literally given my family so much, me and my family so, so much. Um, we can go into detail later about, about that, but I won't yet. Um, and then I think this year, 2020, during this pandemic, um, everything kind of happened and dropped. And I was presented with the second business, um, the Your CBD store here in Clifton Park, New York. And when I was presented with this opportunity, I kind of um, chuckled. And they'll tell you the story to my partners. will tell you, they'll, I kind of like was like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, I didn't really think about it much at the time, just because I was in, you know, finance world. I thought everything, you know, I loved my job. I did not, like, there was nothing negative about it. But deep down inside, I still wanted more, right? I still wanted the next challenge. I still, I think we all want more, right? I, and maybe not all of us. I, I, I say that very, I guess, very lightly because some people are going to listen to this and they're going to be like, oh, well, I'm happy where I'm at. And that's perfectly fine if you are. It totally is. Um, but I didn't. I wanted the, I want financial freedom. I want time freedom. I want to be able to, you know, go out on the weekends, you know, with my family on vacation and not have to double look like that's kind of freedom. And that sometimes it just doesn't have a price tag on it. So sometimes you have to work a little bit harder to get to where you want to be. So I think we thought about it. I talked with my husband probably about a couple months. I sat on that opportunity for a little bit because I just really, truly didn't know um, how it would I mean, it's totally different finance world, CBD world, like totally different, but I've always been, um, into fitness. So, you know, backtracking, I've been into fitness almost nine years now. Um, after my daughter was born about a year into it, I was kind of was fed up with the way I was feeling, the way I was looking, I had gained a good amount of weight and I wanted to get back on track. So that kind of helped, um, 
helped me lead into my physician into the TBD world. It kind of put both. And so what made me finally say yes was it put both of my passions of helping people, building relationships um, and like helping people like feel good, look good, all of it. And the fitness industry on where, you know, health wise, working out, doing what you need to do into to like integrate it into your lifestyle, right? Because not everybody's, you know, has the time to, you know, be active all the time every day, because family and everything happens. Um, So it just put my two passions together. And I just finally it sat on my soul. It was one of those decisions that like I said, for two months, it just like I kept thinking about it. I was dreaming about it. I was like, this isn't going away. Like, I don't know what to do. This isn't going away. Um, you know, because I was happy in my corporate life. I had all the stuff. I had benefits. I had, a, you know, retirement, 401k. Like, how do you just go from making such a big decision, you know, into jumping into something else like that? And I, in my mind, I was like, I'm throwing away my seven years of my career that I literally built, you know, on my, on my own from the bottom up. And so that was super scary for me, but I have to say it was probably one of the best decisions I ever made. And like internally, I am just so much more happier. I didn't know I needed it. Right. It was one of those things that like when I finally said yes and everything's going great. And I'm just like after the first week or two, of course, because that was like scary as hell. (laughs) That, That first week or two of transition. Um, it was just one of the, I was just like, even my family and friends were like, you just seem so much more happier, so much more like, like at peace. Right. And I, and these were comments and I, I had no idea, no idea, less stress. I didn't look as tired. Like, but, and that was one of the things that like, finally it just kind of, I think, like I said, it all leads up, you know, I think life experiences, it's all step-by-step. We, I, I never knew I would want to be a business owner. But now I see what the possibilities are that as long as you work hard and you hustle and yeah, it's not going to be easy. You're going to have your down days. You're going to have your up days. You're going to have your in the middle days. It takes consistency and just, you know, remembering your why always. And it's not always going to be the same. It's going to change day by day. And that was something that like I've learned a lot through like through that whole thing from network marketing, to be honest. Because through that experience and the opportunity of that, I have learned like how to be more confident, how to be, you know, how to speak like, God, I would never, ever do this like three years ago, like public speaking, being able to tell my story confidently and knowing that it could help other people. Like that was something like I was an introvert. You weren't going to get a word out of me or I'd be stuttering constantly. I may be going on and on here, but it's just all the thoughts, right? (laughs) So that was honestly something that like, it has helped me a lot. And I probably have a lot to thank for the network marketing opportunity in the business um, to where I am today, just because I have been able to give, it's been able to give me that, that confidence level that I think a lot of people fall short on. And it's not in a negative way. It's just because they've never been necessarily given that empowerment and inspiration to be able to have to say yes or to do something that they're truly passionate about and not just something to bring in income, right? Okay. Yeah. Jennifer, you just said a lot. And I'm like, God, there's so many questions I want to ask. Well, first of all, like the way you're talking, I can feel your power. It is it gives me chills. I can feel it. Uh, You are definitely a powerhouse. You are an independent woman. I feel that empowerment in you. Um, And talking about with, you know, the drive, my God, the drive. I, I think about it because you're right. You know, you have these life experiences as a child and you either go one way or you go the other. And I'm still not convinced what is it that makes one person go one way and the other. But you obviously went to the direction of, I don't want to have that. Not that it's bad. And you're right. You're not saying that it's bad, but you're saying, this is what I saw. This is what I don't want. And I'm going to make sure that shit never happens in my life. 
and you freaking yes. went for it. Yes. Um, which is that drive that pushed you, you know, three jobs, working your ass off, you know, trying to make it happen. This is why you are successful. Like I said at the beginning before we even recorded and I was looking at your IG page and I was just like, okay, this girl is obviously a successful woman, businesswoman. Well, there's a reason why you're a, a successful businesswoman is because you have that drive. Um, so when we think about and going back a little bit with that time when you were with your mom and she's being, uh, you know, she's a single mom. What did you see? Like what, even though you had that drive and you're like, I don't want this, I don't want to have to experience this as an adult. Was it your mom that was the one that was the role model where you saw her pushing forward or was it somebody else that you saw how they were pushing forward? Where did you learn that this type of life doesn't have to happen for you? Yeah. Um, I always saw my mom pushing forward. She did everything, like I said, under the sun to make sure to provide what a roof over our head, food on the table. Like I said, there were some instances where we didn't, but that was, you know, it, as a child, you don't know any different, right? If that's where you grow up and that's how you grow up, there is no difference. But I did, I saw her drive. I saw her constant, like, just make sure that I was happy, you know, with my necessities. Right. Um, but then you also see, like, of course you see the outside people, right. You see people who have it all or kids who have it all and adults. Um, and I think a lot of that had to do with like how, like me, like seeing other people have that was like, okay, like that's something that I could have one day, you know, how do I get that? Um, and I think, like I said, as I, as I grew up, you just, you, you learn, you notice, you, you say like, you see all the people who have more, who may have more or, you know, and I don't want to say media kind of puts it out there. You see the celebs, you, you watch the TV shows, you, you watch the movies and you're like, wow, like a lot of that could be inspirational. Right. Um, but as far as like the drive and the determination, definitely, I feel like I got that more from my mother. Um, and then I just pretty much set my goal on what I wanted. You know, I, I was like, it, it, whether it was, I don't know necessarily, I can't put a finger on it on who I necessarily saw or what I saw, but I just knew that there was more out there, that it was possible to have more. And it, it's, it was on me to learn how to get there and to make sure that, you know, nothing was going to get in my way. Um, yes, obstacles came because I didn't expect to be a single mom. I didn't expect to go through different relationships that are toxic as hell as fuck as I guess we're going to say here, you know? Um, <laughs> um, but again, that all taught me, you know, it taught me different lessons on what I wanted and what I didn't want. And I wouldn't be married and have an amazing husband right now if I didn't go through those experiences. And I'm always a person where I believe like, everything happens for a reason. Right. And so of course it's not in that exact moment. It's not always, you know, if it's a negative situation, it's not always, you know, you're asking a million questions, but everything does happen for a reason. And you're meant to be somewhere eventually, as long as you continue to push through. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think there was any like specific person that I saw something. I just knew, I just knew that like, like I said, I didn't want to struggle like my mother did. And I wanted to be able to provide for my mother when we got mm -hmm. older. So that was another thing. Like I always saw her, you know, as this strong woman working full time, then coming and, you know, taking care of her daughter. And she ended up did getting married, get remarried about when I think I was like eight or nine. Um, and I was, so I was still a young child, but even then I still saw, you know, her push through everything. And, um, it was just one of those things that like, when I get older, like, this isn't going to happen for my family. I'm going to be able to provide, I'm going to be able to give them anything they want. And that was like my mother as well. Like, so I'd be able to give, you know, if she wanted a house, we'd give her a house, like whatever the case may be. And that's where, like, I just grew that being inside of me. That was like, if someone's going to provide for this family, I have to do it. You know, if someone's going to push past all these obstacles that, and these, these, these things that keep getting thrown at us, you know, whether it's good or bad, like 
I have to be able to be that strong being. And I think it's just through the life experiences, honestly. Jennifer, you, you can, I mean, how many times can you see a woman that's been through the same type of upbringing as you have and is still stuck looking for someone to help her? And, you know, but you, you're like, no. I, I and you made and it's not it's it's not even just the fact that you made the decision in your in your mind that this is not gonna this is how you're gonna be living your life. You had actionable items. You 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 did action. You didn't just sit there and think about it. You did the work. Fully convinced that it is the um, the experiences. I feel more and more as I speak to more women who've who've dealt with it, and even in my experience, I often feel. It's something that maybe they were born with. I don't know. And I'll say too, like there were times when I surrounded myself with negative people, right? There were times when I was down, right? And I, I, and I didn't know how to get back up. Like those are, those are instances where all of us have experienced, but it's a matter of how long you stay down, right? Are you going to... Are you going to feel bad for yourself forever or are you going to do something about it and change your outcome? Right. So, and I can tell you, there was years where like I stayed down. I didn't know how to get back up. And it was through like these small little decisions on like, okay, well, I'm going to stop hanging out with this person and maybe, you know, focus more on this. Um, just little decisions like that. And it's it, sometimes it's as little as stop, like stop surrounding yourself with the, the wrong people. Because sometimes you want, obviously they say, surround yourself with successful people, surround yourself with positive people. Um, But sometimes we don't have those people to do that. And I can tell you, there was times when I literally like one of, I was one of my best friends at the time. We were probably best friends for like two years. I stopped hanging out with her. We were done. Like, and at that time I can think like it was terrible. I felt terrible. I felt like, you know, crap because, you know, somebody who you were so close with and know so much about you, it's very hard to just turn your back on someone you supposedly love, right. Or that you really care about, but in instances that it needs to happen because you, it's not serving your purpose. Mm. You need to just get it the fuck over with and just do it. Because it's not going to change. They're not going to change. And maybe later on down the road, you guys can reconnect. But until that happens, you need to focus on yourself and your goals before that happens. Um, And the right people will come in your life at the right time. So, and I know that's, you know, that's kind of cliche to say, but I honestly think like we're all, we all have those down times. I can't tell you how many times, like I've just been like, pity me, boo me. Like what, like, how did I fucking get in this position? Like I, I, you know, there was nights I'd cry myself to sleep. There was nights that like, you know, it was a struggle living paycheck to paycheck doing, you know, doing all the do and thinking to myself, when is this going to fucking end? Right. And it, but that's honestly, sometimes it doesn't end but you have to be continuous with it. You have, and maybe it is born like a fire under us, but you know, I can think back when I was probably not this person, right? And and you just don't know how you got to this. But now it's like, whoa, it's it's just it's just a, you know, when when you think it's over and when you think it it's like nothing else will be out there to help you, it's not over. And there's so much more people, so much more out there that you can um, work on that you can, you know think of the word, but that you can actually, um, like there's just more. And honestly, it's just, like I said, it's one of those things that, yeah, maybe we are born with it and maybe we just have it in there for like deep down, but I think that everybody can be born with it. It's just a matter of how you find it. Yeah. When you're going to find it, how are you going to find it? Yep. Yep. And And, you, and yeah, I, I, yeah. As, as you were talking, yeah, the, the, at the, the fact that maybe we do have this fire, each of us have this fire within us. Um, but I think that when you're talking, you've had a lot of mind shifts. You know, there's a lot of, you made the decision. Okay, I'm not, no, it was, and maybe it was the openness of it. But yeah, and it is the possibility that we all are born with this fire. And, you know, it's just learn listening to it, you know, being self-reflective, like 
taking a step back and saying, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Maybe literally. I, yeah. Literally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, but yeah, I, I totally, I totally hear you and I, I, I feel what you're saying. Um, and that obviously made you into this successful woman in, in your business, but you also mentioned the network marketing and yes, you're right. It has such a negative connotation, but you, you said a couple of things that made sense to me because even in my, when I first started, I got into network marketing and I was like, what makes, like, what makes someone more successful than the other? And you're, you, they do teach you a lot about putting yourself out there being vulnerable, being authentic, speaking your truth and, and being genuine and being consistent. And I think that the ones that are not consistent and are not genuine, I don't find um, are successful because you're on Instagram, you see it and you, you probably got hit up a couple of times too. And you thinking to yourself, Oh girl, no, this is not the way to do it. Like I've been hit up a couple of times. I'm like, no girl, this is not, it's not how you do it. So like what, besides the drive, how did you get successful in this? First of all, are you okay with saying what this business is that you do? Okay. What is it? So I do Monet. So it's an anti-aging beauty company. We started off with just hair care, um, naturally based hair care. um, And then now we are actually both hair care and skincare. So yeah. Soon to be something else in September in about three weeks, we have another product launch. So um, it's going to be amazing. But yeah, it's uh, again, background being, I think this is how it dropped into my lap was a hairstylist, right? Mm-hmm. And so one of my good coworkers who are still friends and everything, she introduced this to me. Um, and so when it, like I said, it kind of dropped into my lap at the perfect time in life and um but it, you don't have to be a hairstylist. I mean, disclaimer or anything to be in with Monet or anything. Um, but yeah. Okay. So how did you become successful in that line of work? Did you, cause I know you're on Instagram and I know a lot of that networking uh, marketing is all, most of it is done on, on social media. Did you focus more on the social media? And this is for the women who are doing this that are listeners. Did you focus more on the social media and thinking big or did you start local? I started local for sure. I, when I started in network marketing, I had very little expectation, very little. Like I said, I was a newlywed. We just bought a house, literally drained our savings and we were looking to build it back up. So all I set my goal more realistic, right? Um, Yes, I'm an optimist, but I'm also a realist. So I started off with like, okay, I want to make like an extra like 200 to $500, you know, very, you know, if I can do that, then I'm happy. And then it grew fairly quickly. Um, and I, like I said, I started very local. I did not, um, I had no idea what I was doing, like on social media, anything like that. I think Instagram just came out and literally had no idea, you know, how to, because we don't, of course, want to be those salespeople, right? As you mm-hmm. say, oh girl, you're doing it wrong. Don't do that. <laughs> um, don't, you know, don't necessarily and it's good to put yourself out there, but not, not quite that way. And so that was really, I didn't know any better, you know? So I definitely had more of like an organic growth, I guess you can say, listening to, um, my, I guess, like sponsor director upline. Um, she was a great resource. Um, and the company itself is actually a great resource. They push so much on personal development, growth, making sure that you are um, all about gratitude and being thankful and that this opportunity is about helping others, not about yourself. And that really helped me root into the success of where I am now. Like the, the company itself was just amazing just because that was another passion of mine that it was feeding, you know, on being able to help others, whether it's financial success or time freedom or whatever the case may be. Um, whatever goal that, you know, what would, you know, people had, and I was able to help them with that. So it was not only just about feeling good and looking good. It was about the bigger stuff. Like I have cried a couple of times with 
members on my team that have been able to, you know, stay at home with their kids, have been able to have memories, you know, go on vacations and pay for vacations they would have never been able to afford prior. Things like that have really resonated with me and been able, because that's where I came from, right? I came from somebody who had nothing. So now I'm helping others have stuff too that may not have had, have had anything. I think that a big part of it, the success is that you hustled. You yes. were already a hustler before you did that type of business. So you yeah. were hustling and that yeah. is probably what pushed you to be successful. And not, not just the hustle because in you seen the ones who are just doing the salesy and they're just trying to make the buck, but you came in as I want to help people. You know, I'm being, and you're, like you said, the gratitude and all that. So the intention was all about helping and doing a, a good deed for women uh, and, and people in general. Um, and yet you had that drive to, to hustle the shit out of yourself to get to where you want to be. So I think that there's, I think with network marketing, there are people out there that just go in there looking for the sales and then they're like, hey girl, like the hey girls on the sliding on the DMs, that shit don't work, you know? And why would I even, I don't know who the hell you are. You got to build relationships with these people and, and it's got to be genuine. Um, so I, I can, knowing what you told me prior, when you, when, now that we're talking about the network marketing, I could see why you're successful. So now let's talk about the CBD store. And I know you said that you just got, this was just, this just happened this year, right? Yes. So COVID happened, um, March. So before COVID happened, this was presented to me in I think January. Um, and we were actually, I was, I had said yes in March and this had actually hit, we were actually set to open in March. And long behold, COVID happened. And so everything was put on pause and kind of stalled. And then come May of 2020, we finally opened. Okay. And is this, uh, is this owned by diff- are there different locations besides the one in Clifton Park? Yes. There are four other locations in the Capital District. We are actually 600 store nationwide, um, 600 stores. Yeah. It's the largest brick and mortar CBD company. Wow. In the US. Yes. So, and it's only two and a half years old, the company itself. Okay. Yeah. That is, okay. That's, I did not know that. Um, Yeah. What's your position in that store? Director of Operations and Business Development Partner. And is that store open now? I mean, I don't even know what's open anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Through it all, yes, we did open. We finally opened our doors May of 2020. um, And we have been going strong since. Um, Yeah, it's been obviously definitely a struggle the first couple weeks because everything opening during a pandemic that is unknown to everybody is kind of crazy, right? But through my connections and my networking prior to this business, it has helped me, you know, be successful so far, which I can like, again, say I am so blessed and thankful that I was able to learn those skills and do all of that work before doing this, um, because it's definitely aided in some of the success that we have. Right. So talk about again, consistency. (laughs) Yeah, of course. You know, so talk about some of the products. Like I've been to one of your one of their stores in a different location, I was highly impressed because it wasn't what I expected going in. I didn't know anything about it. And it was literally a educational 101 that I was like, my mind was blown. What are some of the products that they offer? So education is huge with us. Um, Even the company itself pushes education so much because of the huge stigma that comes with the industry. Um, I think when it first came out, the industry started, everyone automatically thought CBD, marijuana, Mm -hmm. CBD, I'm going to get high CBD. I can, you know, and understood, understood, because again, it's all about education. And if you're not educated and you're just Googling or you're just reading certain articles that may have no, um, you know, 
authenticity to it and it's just the next person writing about whatever um that can happen that honestly can just like the network marketing companies some people do it well and others you know kind of ruin it for everyone mm -hmm. <laughs> um so along with the products that the store offers we offer pretty much anything you can think of along the lines of cbd so cbd is made from the hemp plant not the marijuana plant so non-psychoactive you can't overdose on it it's non-addictive um although i kind of joke around with that a little bit because obviously many people experience like better um like better like moods you know less pain you know it's all it goes across the board on so many things so i kind of joke that oh well you can get addicted to feeling good right mm -hmm. <laughs> um but yeah so it's non-addictive non-psychoactive you and so the products that we offer are like cbd oil which you mentioned this is something that you would put under your tongue and let it would actually um, absorb through the glands. The, another one would be a water soluble. This is something that you can put into any liquid, coffee, tea, water, juice, a smoothie, if you wanna get real creative and you would actually drink it. So it's a little bit, the only difference between the two is that an oil takes about 30 minutes to 45 minutes to ingest, mm -hmm. where the, the water soluble has, it's about five to 10 minutes. So it's a little bit quicker acting um, and so for those people who really want the um the immediate effect water soluble usually is the way to go we also offer um edibles like gummies mm -hmm. so peach rings watermelon rings gummy worms anything you can think of we have gummy bears we have it and those are cbd infused as well and then we have beauty products like facial products that are cbd infused with collagen so CBD is great for antioxidants and to really help with um, dead skin cells and things like that. So it's awesome when you put it on your skin and it's infused with collagen and different um, moisturizers. We also have a big thing is our pet products. A lot of people love it. So what happens is I'll do a little quick skit on like education for CBD. So we already carry cannabinoids within our body, right? I think that's a number one thing usually people get very surprised by. They're like, what are you talking about? I have cannabinoids in my body. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, you do. You have receptors, um, cannabinoid receptors, and through the endocannabinoid system. So this system regulates some major functions in your body, your brain, your skin, your metabolism, your immune system, your moods, all of it. What happens is most of us carry that deficiency and our deficiency. Every now and then we have, you know, there is a surplus or someone is, you know, created level homeostasis, but most of us carry that deficiency. Real life, our bodies are not nat like naturally made to go through the everyday stressors that we put it through physically and mentally. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why we get sick. That's why we can't sleep at night. That's why we get stressed. We have anxiety. Um, and on the flip side, then we start taking medication, ibuprofen, Advil, all these different things to try to help us make us feel better. So taking CBD is a natural supplement that you take that you're feeding your receptors already within your body. And what it's going to do is it creates that homeostasis in your body. So people, like I said, start to experience better sleep, um, lower mood swings. So they're not going through the ups and downs, right? Um, less pain, less inflammation. Like I could go on and on with like what people experience. It's, it's quite frankly, it's just freaking amazing. Um, some of the testimonies are just out of this world. So, and that that's what happens when taking it. And again, you can't overdose on it. Anything your body naturally doesn't need, it gets rid of it on its own because it's a natural supplement you're already you're you already have within your body. You're just feeding those receptors. So pets have the same endocannabinoid system as humans do. So it helps them, it aids them in the way that it would, you know, aid us. And we can't say that we, we help or we cure, prevent, or treat anything because this isn't the end all be all either. So don't mistake it that like, okay, you know, I have like anxiety or something and all I have to do is take, you know, you know, CBD and I'll feel 100% better. Not the case at all. We can't say, you know, obviously it's a natural supplement. Everybody metabolizes different consistency obviously is key, but it's just like taking a vitamin. If you have an iron deficiency, you can't just take iron once and say, okay, I'm cured. I'm done. Right. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't work that way. Um, so, you know, I think that's another stigma around it is like, oh, I tried CBD once and it didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? All CBD is not the same. And unfortunately, I think that, you know, that's 
the misinterpretation. A lot of it is like, oh, well, I tried this company's CBD and this, it didn't work for me. And this is what, that's okay. But every company makes it differently. And it, I, you know, I kind of around that situation, I'm always like, I'm sorry, that's the way it is, but it's, it's just the way it is. Right. You know, not every company makes the same beer the same way. Like, you know, it's, it's along the same lines. So every CBD is different. Um, it's really finding out what works best for you and what will help, um, or aid in what you, you know, need to target necessarily. Um, but so pets, they have the same endocannabinoid system. They go through the same stressors we do every day. So we have pet oils and treats for cats and dogs because they too get arthritis or they, you know, go through the the anxiety. I think the biggest thing is like right now, the fireworks during summertime. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so they get very anxious, you know, sometimes as well. So that has helped a lot of customers. It's a very popular brand for them. Um, and then, like you said, topical creams. So cream for, you know, that you would put on just like a lotion and it's something that, um, you know, ours specifically is not, it doesn't have like a wax base to it or anything. It's not super thick. It's actually the consistency is a lot thinner than the normal, um, lotion. So it spreads very nicely. Yeah. I would say I call it liquid gold. I mean, I, (laughs) I tried it on my knee and I was like, holy shit, like this was amazing. So yeah, I, you know, they, they discussed that in the educational. And I have to say, one of the things that really impressed me the most was that, and I'm not getting paid for this by saying this um, <laughs> or getting any benefits. Um, but disclaimer. What I, yeah, this disclaimer. But the the most impressive thing was that every person that was there, that was you know the the salesperson that was in the, behind the the desk, and anybody else was that was talking about it, was an educator. Like each and every one of them were an educator. It wasn't that they didn't know, and they were. Uh, someone that was taking it themselves. And I think that the thing that was most impressive and inspiring was some of these women were actually telling their story of how it helped them like in their mental wellness, like really being vulnerable and telling uh, everybody, you know, people that were listening at that, at that time, you know, how it actually helped them. Um, so I think that was really impressive to me uh, in regards to your your store. Um, where are you located in Clifton Park? So we're right Clifton Park Center off of Exit 9. And we are on the strip mall side. So between um, Chipotle and Buffalo Wild Wings, right next door to like Menchie's, things like that. Okay. And before I let you go, I want to ask you, I mean, we talked a lot about a lot of amazing things and, and you may have already said this, but what is one thing that you would tell a woman that is struggling and trying to be a business owner? What's one advice that you would give her? Oh gosh, so much. I know, I know. know. (laughs) So much. Um, just to never give up, right? Never give up, continue to push for whatever goal you're trying to achieve, whether it's being a business owner or just, you know, feeling better, or it's, you know, trying to provide something or earn something, whatever the case may be, just don't ever give up. You know, I think it's so quick for us to give up. It is like the first, I think, like as a human being, it's so easy for us to say, I'm done, right? And like I said before, it, you're going to have your down days. You're going to have your up days. You're going to have your 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 days where you just say, fuck it, and you want to give up. And I can't tell you how many times I have wanted to give up and throw in the towel and say, I'm good. Like, I want to go the easy way. But you know what? The grass isn't always greener on the other side. And the easy way doesn't get you the, the, the goal that you always want, right? And I think that it's super important that you always keep your why as your target. Like keep it in your brain, write it down, put it like somewhere where you can see it every day. If you have to put it on a sticky note and on your mirror in your bathroom. So every day you wake up, you know what your why is, you know what your goal is, you know why you're doing what you're doing. So on those tough days, when it comes to the time when all you want to do is like hide underneath a blanket or just scream or cry, 
you can see like what you're working toward. Because believe it or not, when you get there, it's not a matter of when or if, it's when you're going to get there, right? It's not a matter of if, it's going to happen. Right. But stay consistent because you're not always going to have the motivation. I'm going to tell you that right now. Motivation, I don't even like to say, you know, I'm motivated because I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, as a human being, we are not motivated. It's you have to have that drive, that determination, and that 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 want, that strong want for more. Whether you know it's more for yourself or more for your family, um, and just like I said, continue to just push. Don't just give up. It, it doesn't. You know, it's a quick reaction. And if it were going to be easy, everyone would fucking do it. Yep. (laughs) Plain and simple. Yep. That is great advice, Jennifer. Great advice. So where could we find you? I know, do you have, are you on social media? Do you have a website? Yeah. So I have a social media. My social media is my name, at Jennifer Madoffrey on Instagram. That's usually the easiest way to get a hold of me. Okay. I also have um, my website. I have one of my websites is for Monet. Um, mm-hmm. It's madafrij17.mymonet.com. That's another way you can email me through that. Um, and then actually madafrij89 at iCloud is my email address. It goes directly. But like I said, my Instagram is usually my easiest way to get a hold of me. Um, and that's just kind of how. I live. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll put all these links on the episode notes so people can get a hold of you. Jennifer, man, you are a powerhouse. I feel your power. You're empowering. And I hope the women that are listening to this really take heart and listen to your story and feel empowered that and, and inspired that they can do this shit. They can make it happen. I'm so happy to have you on here. I did not expect to learn so much about you. And you're probably one of the people, like I, I've been saying to in some of the episodes, I'm going to keep keep you in the back of my pocket, man. You are amazing. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. So I, I hope that somebody picked it up. And, you know, all I say is if I can change at least one per, or if I can help at least one person, or inspire one person, one more person, then, you know, I've done my job. Well, you inspired me. So there you go. This was uh, really an am- amazing time with you. So thank you so much. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you so much. Thank you everyone for listening. And until next time, bye. Bye.